Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. The older that I get, the wiser that I become. I truly, truly realize that although we grow more in knowledge, we deteriorate in wisdom. And as much as I wouldn't want that to be true, I have to just go ahead and acknowledge there's some truth to that. Today, I was amongst some women talking about books that were either inspirational in one way or another. And I couldn't close my eyes to the obviousness that each book, although titled different, different authors, even maybe different plot points, the premise for each book had this silver connecting lining of showing people how to accomplish something out of their emotions. So there was one book, one person said, you know, I was reading the Joyce Meyer book, Do It Afraid. And then someone else was saying, you know, they read the uh, Sandra Rhymes, her book, The One Year to Say Yes, or something to that degree. And then someone else, but I could not just shun my eye to each message was doing something from a place of non-emotions and just understanding that it was in you the entire time. And so I started to think to myself, I said, where did we fail ourselves in that we just stopped growing in bravery? You know, we got bigger. You can't go back to the crib in a stroller, right? You can't go back to that toddler shoe. So we got bigger. We had some growth spurts in some obvious places, but in other places we deteriorated. There was once a time that we had to be told, no, get away from that. It's hot. <laughs> you can't jump from that. Okay, sit down. That's why you was getting hurt. Like if we can, you know, pull back your uh trousers or what have you, you know, to your knee, roll them up real quick. We would see a uh, story on your kneecaps and shins. That's like, uh, were you laying in barbed wire for fun? Or like, no, that was the time that we was playing um, double dutch. And then it started raining. Or that's the one time that we played that little tackle football that time. Or that was that one time. And it's like, uh, oh, so you was just in these streets. Like you had the most premium uh, of all the health insurances. No copay. <laughs> You know, a hundred percent covered. Like you wasn't thinking about any of that when you. Oh, okay. So you was just climbing and jumping and all of that just because. And then as we got older, we started looking at the limitations of our circumstances of what we had and all these other different things. And it's like, so we are growing forward, but we're literally trying to go back to that place of bravery that we once had. Oh, what I would do to be the two-year-old that just walks up to animals and it's like, hi, <laughs> you know, or just walks up to strangers like, good morning, you know, just whatever that was at one point that I had that I kind of lost my grip to. And I remember that in childhood, but I also remember my grandmother being so awesome enough to make me memorize Psalm 23. 
If you had a grandmother, anything like mine, that Bible verse was opened in the house, K-Gray. Dare you to turn the page because you're going to get this slap, K-Gray. And I want you to go ahead and add this to your spiritual uh, Rolodex. That in the prayer of, Lord, lay me down to sleep. I pray to Lord, my soul to keep. If I should die before I wait, I pray to Lord, my soul to clean. God bless mommy. Listen, you know, I, I, I know my prayers. I know my good prayers. Have a good day. Okay, you taught me. Thank you. But it was something about that Psalm 23. I don't know why out of all the Psalms, my grandmother decided this is the one I want you to memorize. And even if I didn't know it at all, I remembered the first few stanzas. But now looking back at it as an adult, I'm like, hmm, I don't even know the power that I was speaking at that time. I don't even know the wisdom or I didn't know the wisdom that she was passing on to me. And so when I turn to Psalm 23 and just literally verse one, chapter one, verse one, I mean, 23, right? Just the first verse. I can't even get past that without going, oh my gosh, that's powerful. So, you know, I read in the NLT version. The first verse says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Did you hear that? The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Other verses say I have all I shall not want is what I memorize, right? I lack nothing. Uh, It's something to that degree, you know, similar versions. But this version, the NOT version, I have all that I need. Oh, my goodness. How dangerous of a person would you be if you truly believe that? If you truly believe that there is nothing that you need at this particular moment in your life, that if you needed it, God would have gave it to you because he's not a man that he shall lie. And if you needed it, he would have gave it to you. So because you don't have it, don't mean that you wouldn't like it means that you don't need it now. Now, you may need it in a year or two. You may need it at your next season in life. You may need it whenever he seems deemed fit that you need it. But right now you have everything that you need. You lack nothing. And if I believe that my grandmother was as wise as she was to even let me read this, then I most certainly believe in the God that allowed the person to write this and make it so through the Holy Spirit that this is true, that you absolutely need nothing. And so I know how humans think because, um, yeah, I'm human. Uh, yep. Let me see. Yep. Mm-hmm. There goes the skin in the, in the shell. I'm still here breathing this good old too, just like you. And so, I started to think like, well, if I started pushing people to believe that, right? I mean, let's just be advocates real quick. So if I was making people believe you have all the finances you need right now in this season, no, no, you, you literally, I don't care what you talking about. You have all the financial, you have the financial stability that you need at this moment. You have the financial income that you need in this moment. You have the friends that you need in this moment. You have the family that you need in this moment. You have the job that you need in this moment. You have the relationships that you need in this moment. You have the car that you need. You have the residence that you need. If I went down the list of things that are in your life right now and said, this is everything that you need, I probably would get some lip back like, yeah, I don't really... I don't really know about that. (laughs) Yeah, listen, but don't get it twisted between needs and wants. 
And that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But you have everything that you need. So without going the Webster style and how, you know, try to go to Miriam real quick and let her go ahead and vouch what I'm trying to say. What I believe in the spirit needs are is. A need is, and it's just off the dome, just Holy Spirit just breathing and leading as he always does on these phone calls. Whatever you need in this moment to get you to the next season and the next phase of life, you have it. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing ill-prepared. You have it. Now, whether you're managing it to its optimum effectiveness is a whole nother story. Whole nother story. You have it, but are you managing it where it's a need and you need nothing else? You see what I'm saying? And so I was like, okay, well, if I wanted to drive home this point, who would I illustrate? And the first person Holy Spirit let jump into my mind was uh, Zacchaeus. In the Bible, Luke 19, right? This man, he don't get enough play for me. Uh, because honestly, I might gonna hold you. I wasn't thinking about homeboy. Okay, great. Um, if Holy Spirit didn't remind me, buddy, just would have been a funny name situation in my handheld Bible. Okay, great. And that's just how that would have been. But to look at this in a different light, I was like, okay, ZZ, <laughs> I see you, sir. Let me get, we, let's just jump right into it, shall we? You know, I read from the NLT version. Do I have to keep repeating that? I am because you never know. Okay, great. Because you may have me on speaker and somebody may be eavesdropping. I want them to get this knowledge too, okay? And that's fine. So Luke 19, let's just start at verse 1, okay? Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. I'm sorry, I have to. Making my way downtown, Jesus going into Jericho. That's Jesus. Okay, I had to. Leave me alone. Okay, two. There was a man named Zacchaeus. I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, but that's how he's going to be named today because he's somebody else's grandberry. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. Okay, I got a little coin. Three. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. Let's read that again because that's going to be my um <laughs> my pivot point. He tried to get a good look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. Hmm. Four. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. Five. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said. Quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Six. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took took Jesus to his house in a great excitement and joy. Seven, but the people were displeased. He has gone to be a guest of a notorious sinner. Notorious. Had to. They grumbled. Eight, meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Nine, Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. <sighs> Did you get that? Did you? Okay, let's, let's double back. Let's rewind. So, if I had to t- ask you real quick, what was Zacchaeus' limitation? What would you tell me? Hmm? 
What would you say? Yeah, um, his height, right? He was a little vertically challenged. He had a little ankle situation, kneecap shortage, however you want to put that. But there was some some issues in his um, you know, in his uh upper dexterity situation, and he was like, you know what? I think if he was born in twenty twenty. You know, any t- time past that, uh, you know, new age, modern, however you want to do it, it would have been a lot like I-, I tried to I tried to see him, but I couldn't, you know, because I'm short. And I think he would have acknowledged more so of what he was limited in. But something about this man, the way this man was wired, he was short, um, but he wasn't short of faith. He wasn't short of thinking. I was blown away that uh he was able to forward think, have some forwarded thinking, and that was his superpower. Remember we talked about superpowers before? And I was like, so, he ha- if, again, he had everything he needed, right? If he needed to be taller, God would have made him taller. If he needed to go ahead and, and um, you know what, if you just would have arrived there a little earlier, you know, if you lived a little closer, you know, you, you could do a lot of, you know, what if and you could have and you should have and, and all that other stuff. But he did something brilliant. He said, you know what, I see what everybody else is doing and is creating a crowd. I'm going to think outside the crowd and I'm going to get there earlier. And I said, "Woo!" this man literally said, hmm, because let's go back real quick. Verse three, he tried to get a look at Jesus, the goal, but he was too short to see over the crowd. <laughs> How often does that happen to you or has that happened to you in life? When you are trying to get to the place that you know that God has you, you like, you put it in my heart for me to get this thing, to aspire to situation, to get to the certain point. But I feel like every time that I'm trying to follow what it is that God put in my heart, it seems like something is blocking me. Something is, is pushing me, derailing me. It's like I'm getting irritated because I can't get to the thing that Jesus said I need to get to. And guess what? You can still get there. Because the very next verse, it says four. So he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. Let me explain something to you. Is there something that you need to sit down with God and say, God, I I, I see the obvious, but if you can give me forward thinking so that I can get to where I need to get to so that my actions can align with where Jesus is going, so that my actions can align with what your hand is going, that I need for my prayer life to align with whatever it is that you're doing in this season. If you can just give me a forward thinking mind, Lord, I know that I Everything that I need will go ahead and just manifest into everything that I have now. Do you see what I'm saying? Forward thinking. Isn't that what Buddy did with Apple? Like like Steve Jobs? Like why wasn't he just okay with whatever, you know, just let Bill Gates do what Bill Gates do or whatever was out at that time that he decided. But Buddy decided, no, I'm going to go into this garage and I'm going to just, it's going to be something simple. I'm going to just name it after a fruit real quick and do like this little half bit and whatever. And I'm just going to call it Apple. And I'm I'm going to create something that's forward thinking that nobody ever really thought of. Like in the future, I'm going to try to make it that you can be anywhere in the world. But if you go ahead and try to call somebody, you 
see their face on your phone. And I'm going to try to do something that, you know, that I keep reinventing this, this particular Apple device that's in my heart that I know I don't have the company now and I know I don't have all the finances now, but there is something about forward thinking that if God put it in my heart for me to do it, then I'm going to arrive. And when I get there, Jesus is going to know exactly who I am and the blessing is going to be unargumentable. It's a word if it's not now. How dope is it that Zacchaeus had a forward thinking, that his forward thinking is where the blessing manifested in. The forward thinking was the blessing. Get that. The blessing wasn't his riches. And I think the Bible went ahead and illustrated and wanted us to know off back who he was so that we can blame it on nothing tangible. The Bible literally starts off by letting us know that where Jesus was going. Then the very next sentence of Luke 19 was there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region. So he had status and he had become very rich. So he had money. And the Bible wanted us to know off back. It wasn't his status. It wasn't his financial status. It was forward thinking that anybody can do that. If they so choose. Steve Jobs did that. Kanye West, outside of his rants and all that, his thought was he was literally in his mother's bedroom, just boom, boom, tat, boom, 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 tat, tat, boom, boom, playing on whatever the instrument was at the time. But his thing was, I'm going to make beats that sound like nothing else that's out at this time. And so something about forward thinking kind of gets the prize. Huh. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me just something as simplistic as, Okay, so I'm tracking with Jesus. And so if he's going this way, he's going to eventually get here. And so instead of trying to be where everybody else knows that he's at, where everybody else is gathering, I want to get ahead of it. I want to get ahead of it to the point, not not run up a couple of exits and just be there so when he passes by, I'll still have that same issue. Because what if he would have said that? What if he would have said, okay, so Jesus is right there by exit one. So if I scurry up to exit three earlier, then maybe if I, no, 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 no. It wasn't a matter of getting there earlier. It was a matter of getting to a place that you can see him, that you would be able to get what God has for you. Because again, if height is your disadvantage, then that's where you need to get the advantage in. If money is your disadvantage, then we need to go ahead and legally and with integrity go ahead and do something different with money. You can't spend it like everybody else. You're going to need to tithe it like nobody else does. You're going to have to go ahead and have a strategic budgeting. There's going to be something different that you have to do because your limitation can also be the place of elevation if you have forward thinking. Zacchaeus just showed us this. Did you not just read what we just read? Okay, because I want to make sure that, because oh, I need to make sure you're paying attention. And so in just in that one moment, it was like, so forward thinking is a blessable mindset. Right. And so many times we, we would have just looked at it like, well, <laughs> I mean, I was in a vicinity, but I was too short. I was in a vicinity, but I didn't have a ticket. I was in a vicinity, but there was no parking. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I read something in Luke 19 that kind of demolishes your excuses. Like, I, I, I apologize. I kind of want to do the, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I, I get it. But you know what the most beautiful part is? 
Zacchaeus took advantage of the, the opportunity. He maximized the opportunity when it was presented to him. It wasn't a matter of, I just want to see Jesus, right? Because it would have been like, oh, snap, because I ain't going to hold you. If um, Beyonce was in a mall and she was on a lower level and I couldn't see her, and, and the Holy Spirit prompted me to go ahead and get on the higher level, like go ahead upstairs real quick, and she's going to be passing through these particular stores, so make sure that I'm aligned so I can see her. And um, and she passed by. I probably would have been okay with her just saying, hey, girl. And, you know, I probably would have soiled myself a little bit. Just I mean, just a little bit, nothing to be too embarrassed about. And I would have been good. And for the rest of my life, I would have been like, <laughs> Beyonce said, hey, girl. Like, and that just would have been my claim to fame, right? But the fact that <laughs> Jesus looked up, hit him with a, you know, my version of, hey, girl. He was like, you know what? Come here real quick. I'm, I'm going to be a guest in your home today. It wasn't enough to just be like, okay, cool. He knows my name. That That's amazing. Wow. Okay, right? Um, he's coming to my house, bro. Wow. I, I didn't food shop for Jesus. Like, I don't want to feed Jesus ramen, no chef boy or nothing. I don't want to give him nothing from the freezer. If I knew Jesus was going to come to my house, I would have made sure I had Thanksgiving Junior prepared. Like, oh, what what a cool coincidence. I made green beans, tomatoes, potatoes, mm, mm, you name it. Like, that's what I would have wanted, right? And so it's like, ooh, okay. So I probably would have stalled, like, ooh, um, my house? We can go to my grandma's house. I know my grandma always cooking. So we can go to her house. I probably would have stalled. But the fact that the Bible says that Zacchaeus quickly climbed down, took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But he didn't even think about, bro, what do I have in the, the cupboards? <laughs> it was like, you know what? This is what we're getting ready to do. And immediately he went to Jesus and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. God didn't even have to put on his heart what to say to be right. There is something about maximizing the opportunity when the Holy Spirit prompts you to say some things that you're like, you know what? I don't know when I'm going to get this opportunity again. So if I can make a wrong right right now, I'm going to do that right now. If I can go ahead and just what change my whole circumstance and this little elevator pitch right now, I'm getting ready to do that right now. You know what that's equivalent to me on? You ever seen in the concert um, where the singer goes ahead or the rapper goes ahead and takes the mic and just gives it some, to somebody randomly in the crowd? and a lot of them it's like oh it's like an American Idol situation like oh you wasn't prepared to me reading this about Zacchaeus he blew this out the water but he was hitting notes that it's like oh you was prepared for this and you know what honestly I don't think he was prepared for the moment I think that in the moment he maximized the opportunity and there is a wisdom that comes with that that it's like, how did you know what to do in the moment? You, you know what? You know what I honestly think? I think that you know what to do in the moment when you really, truly realize you'll probably never get this moment again. So if you are Zacchaeus and you have Jesus' attention to the point that he says you, he knows your name, he wants to come to your house, what do you do? 
Do you treat it like a Mary and Martha situation where y'all fighting over um who's going to cook for him? Or do you, do you sit at his feet and just listen to everything? Or do you maximize this opportunity and say, listen, I know the wrongs that I committed. I want to make it right. Anything else you see in me that's not right, let's go ahead and just, just look. I would have gave him the laundry list. I ain't going to hold you. Now that I see how Zacchaeus is doing, I would have been like, God, and oh, yeah, by the way, listen, um, I prayed a couple things in high school. Did you get it? Okay. Also, uh, I want to bother you, but like my five year plan, can you go ahead and put some anointing on that? Also, like maximize that thing. You understand? Like now that I see how Zacchaeus is doing it, it's like, oh, you're going to have me praying different. Because you know what? You know what the difference is now? We don't have to climb to get Jesus' attention no more. Like real talk, you can um tell me hold on real quick and I'll hold real quick. And you could be like, you know what, God, I have your attention like that all the time. You literally incline your ear to me when I pray. I literally in the spiritual realm am Zacchaeus in the fig tree. And you see me, you know my name. The Bible says you know how many hairs is on my head. The Bible says that you knew me before you formed me in my mother's womb. Like you know me. And if I have your attention and through prayer, then I need to be maximizing every opportunity that I can and forward thinking in whatever way that I need to do it in prayer all the time, every time. Have you ever seen it like that before? Like real talk up until this conversation, I'm going to be unveiled. I haven't. I'm not even going to hold you. I haven't. And so I was like, you know what, Holy Spirit? You want to roll because you be knowing. Okay. Can you give me one more? Because you know I like to kind of like, okay. Because that alone, I could have ate off that fruit. We could have closed on this conversation, did the benediction, and been done, right? But he was like, wait, one more. I got one more for you. Um, Go to Luke 5 real quick. And I was like, okay. He was like, talk about the paralyzed man. I was like, you know what? you be knowing he was like cool read and I said here we go verse 17 one day while Jesus was teaching some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby it seemed that these men showed up from every village in all of Galilee and Judea as well as I said Galilee Galilee and Judea as well as from Jerusalem and the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus but here come verse 18 some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat they tried to take him inside to Jesus 19 but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd so they went up to the roof and took off some tiles then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus 20 Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. Okay, time out. What kind of blessing? Because <laughs> let me explain something to you real quick. I got to put this in, in layman's terms because I think sometimes we read the Bible and we're like, oh, okay, you carried a man. Mm -mm. You ever try to carry a child um, of any age while they were sleeping? You, you see how heavy that is? Okay, great. You ever tried to carry someone on a mattress, perhaps? Okay. Um, with all their weight? Okay. Because the Bible says that this man was sick and he was on the mat, right? And so I'm assuming that you couldn't help with your um, you know, your weight. You couldn't say, okay, let me sit up real quick, let me kind of lift up. So you giving me all I'm talking about you giving me laundry bag. Like this is heavy, sir. And so Shouts out to people 
surrounding you that will carry you through and finish it through. Shouts out to people who don't carry you through halfway through a season and then tell you, ooh, you know, they got their own situations to deal with or, you know what, something came up in their life or, you know what, they tried or, you know, this was the least that they can do and they did that part for free. And, ooh, my goodness, for people who will only drive you but so far in your life because they feel like they've done enough. Shouts out to people who drive all the way through, see it all the way through until you see what you came to see. Hmm. Because the Bible that I just read to you said that these men were carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. And you know what? Real talk in these days, it would have been like, you know what, girl? We tried. You know what, bro? <laughs> like real talk, you know what? It's nothing. We're going to go back. We're going to celebrate. And you're going to be good. I'm going to give you a room in my crib. You know, my house, you're going to be, we're going to make sure that you're taken care of. If we know you can't work because of your situation, we're going to take care of you. And in some sense, that would have been noble. It would have been like, you know what? Thanks. You guys tried. But shouts out to people who are like, mm-mm, but that was just one try. That was just one way. I love the fact that they had time to have innovative thinking. Ooh, a blessable mindset that is. To be strategic in your thinking, to be creative enough to say, I know we tried that way, but that's not the only way. I know what we came here for, and guess what? We ain't come all this way to, mm-mm. We come all this way to fail, bruh? Absolutely not. Listen, I don't know whose house this is. I don't know who, who pays the mortgage on this situation. And I'm sure this Ruth is real, real, uh... You know, it's sturdy because it was sturdy enough for us to go ahead and climb. But I'm willing to go ahead and take some of these towels up and strategically, by the sound of Jesus' voice, whether I got a knock-knock goose, however I need to do it, whether I need to peek through and say, okay, you go back under and you throw a rock, and whenever I hear the noise, that's why I'm going to take the towel off of. But we gonna we came here for Jesus, and we're not leaving until we see Jesus. And there is something about strategically doing that in a way. Now, don't just think of this as flimsy. They ain't just go up there and pick up one and say, oops, not it. <laughs> oops, not it. <laughs> Oops, not it. You had to really be thinking, like, okay, time out. So he's standing about 15 degrees toward the. Okay, so if I climb up there, because you had to make this climb count, you was getting ready to climb up there with somebody sick. You climbing up there with somebody who's depending on you. You climbing up there with somebody that you know what? It was easy to probably get him up. It's going to be real hard to get him back down. So when you do this particular thing, when you think this particular strategic plan through, it better make sense. You better, I'm talking about, you better bet the house if you a gambling person. Do you understand? And more than betting the house, I would tear this house up for you to get what you need. It's the type of people he has surrounded by him. Ooh, Holy Spirit, if we can just have a smickle of that. <laughs> we can stop and do a praise dance right there, can't we? But it was the strategic for me. It was the innovative thinking for me. It was the, oh my goodness. Y'all boys was willing to get y'all hands. I'm talking about, listen, it was one thing to carry that weight. That was heavy. It was another thing not to be prepared to pull some towels up. Y'all boys was using y'all fingers. I'm sure it looks like mechanic hands in them streets. But you was like, listen, my friend needs something. And he's not leaving till he gets it, bruh. I ain't come all this way. You know how long we had to walk? You know how many breaks we had to take because all of our arms and legs was tired from, from going ahead. And, and I'm sure he was on a mat like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Y'all could turn around. He probably felt some type of way, but you know what? <laughs> he can feel how he feel now, but he's not going to stay like that because we're going to make sure we see this thing through. 
So in these two situations alone, the paralyzed man and our tree climber Zacchaeus, I said, man, what a limitless mindset. And then it, it dawned on me. Limitlessness leads to blessable mindsets. I am in awe that we read about one man that has status. He had riches, but he had to do something to put him in a different status. You understand? He had to do something to put him in a different hemisphere because he was limited on how he can see God, but he wasn't limited on how he was willing to go see God. Do you get that? Then we're reading about somebody else who's paralyzed. We don't even know Buddy's name. We just know that all he had to his name was the mat that he was sleeping on, the mat that he was laying on, the mat that they were willing to carry him to. But when they saw a limitation, they was like, we're going to get this mat. If nothing at all, we're going to go ahead and get this mat. This mat's going to get Jesus' attention. One had forward thinking. The other had innovative thinking. So you know what? My grandmother was right. <laughs> Shouts out to Ella Mumford. My grandmother was right. The, the psalm she had me read, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. It's true. What a wise woman she was. <laughs> truly and truly. And how wise we would be if we really adopted that truly to our core. So now, my challenge to you is, Whatever you put limits on in your life, can you start having a limitless mindset? Because it seems to me that limit, limitless mindsets leads to blessable mindsets. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> but listen, I ain't gonna hold, I'm staring at you and I ain't going to hold you. I feel like you got what you needed. I feel like you got what you needed. Mm-hmm. You got what you needed. You know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everyone's going to have with you, that as your favorite homegirl, we're going to have these conversations. We're going to get better as a people's K, and we're going to take over the world one mindset at a time. Because if Zacchaeus can do it for his life, and the man just simply having good people around him, but he he was on that that mat, and we we don't even know about his friends more so than we know about him. The whole parable is labeled paralyzed man, not the paralyzed man with the awesome friends. If we're able to see that ironed out, then we can most certainly look at our lives and say, okay, I stand a chance. I have all that I need. Mm. I don't know about you. I, I ain't going to hold you. I don't know about you, but this was good for me, okay? But listen, I'm going to let you um I'm going to let you go ahead and let me go. Uh cuz we're going to talk again. And when you pick up, be more excited next time cuz who's your favorite home girl? Me? <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Hush, later. <laughs>